Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mediums in Action uh, with me, Martin Lit Wilson, and my good friend and expert medium, Ian Doherty. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's uh, great to be back again, isn't it, Ian? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's 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 been a nice sort of, uh, uh, you know, this last couple of months have been really, really nice. You know, some heartwarming messages and feedback. You know, it's it is beautiful. Let's us know we're in the right place for everybody. I think that's it. I mean, we've been doing this podcast now uh, two years in November. You know, there's no financial reward here. It's just that our passion and the feedback we get back just really helps us go forward. Oh, it does. Uh, yeah. And uh, we've had some great reviews so, and people seem to be really getting what we're trying to aim for. And, and that's about being honest in the experiences that we uh, we have had, trying to describe what a medium's life is is really like and and how it can be transferable to you as well um taking the no nonsense uh, nonsense approach as it were keeping it down to earth seems to be the right avenue you know and it gives people that sort of understanding you know of of that it's fine to be a medium there's no taboos there's no bad thing about it you know and how we can not only improve their life but help improve the lives of others and that's it. I mean, that's how we've I mean, how we've known each other right from the beginning. And yeah, uh, and we've talked about it before where we were. I think I phoned you. I expected it to be about 10, 15 minutes. I think an hour and a half later. <laughs> I, I was, the same. Yeah. I, uh, we were talking about orbs. We were talking about this, that and the other. And uh, and, and that's how it's always been no nonsense between us. And I enjoy uh, discussing with Ian uh, mediumship and psychic ability and we explore, we talk about it and that's how that's how we've always been and, and uh, we're glad that people are picking this up in the podcast as well is that we're very, very open, we're very, very honest and, you know, if there's something that we do disagree with, we'll, we'll be vocal about that. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't feel that we have to be a part of a clique or anything like that and, and certainly... There are clicks in mediumship, but what I would say is, you know, we don't feel that we have to change our beliefs to suit what the general trends are or anything like that. I, I think we send our I think we set our own trend in not following trends, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Sorry, I'm just grabbing a coffee. Yeah, okay. I think it's something like that. Or maybe that maybe we're just so out of trend. We're not trendy anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we just feel uh, as long as we're helping people, that is that is what we both aim for, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's been great to see uh, the course uh, doing very well. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Great reviews. Um, twelve countries, is it now? That yeah, we, twelve now. Yes. Twelve countries, f- over five and a half thousand minutes talked to mm-hmm. people, and yeah. uh, it's it's really good. And uh, just one little promotion, everybody. It is only twenty pounds or twenty two dollars. That sort of price on Udemy and it's called How to Communicate with Spirits. As I say, it's a bargain for what it is because it was literally two years of planning for us and there are more courses coming. Let's talk about today. Myself and him, we always kind of throw ideas at each other and uh, we we talk, we think about, we always think we're going to run out of things to to talk about on the podcast and then you know, six million things come out. But Ian really uh, raised a really interesting subject the other day and uh, it was about children and how we deal with children who are having paranormal activity or maybe mediumistic or showing signs of being mediumistic, how we can help as people, how we can help as educators. 
what we have to imagine is, and certainly looking at this from a paranormal investigator's point of view as well, is there's a lot of confusion that uh, something has impinged on normal life, that things are quite normal. And then suddenly people are experiencing uh, uh, unusual activity, shadowy figures, poltergeist activity. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of uh, feeling scared. It's for a medium to go in and not reaffirm the feelings of being scared or the confusion. I think we both agree in is it's mm. about trying to get to the truth of what's happening. And yeah, have you investigated a case with a child in the past? Be about a year ago or so now, and uh, it's and it's one that sort of stands stands in my mind more than others really. Um, I was asked to go. It was well, it'd be about ten, fifteen miles away, and uh, and I uh, went there. I am, you know, I have met the family before. We are friends, and I was talking. Uh, I was asked to talk to the eldest boy. Uh, I think he was nine at the time, but a very, very rational. You know, the uh, the uh, the family, the mother and father, uh, are really, really are nice. They've got, you know, they come from different backgrounds, different ideas, but they complement each other well. Um, it gives a good sense of balance. And I was asked to come, come, come round to see this young lad, and he was. As you said earlier, you know, there was there was knowing there was something in the room, not seeing it, you know, being able to feel it and being scared. Uh, and I sat down, I talked with him, you know, his, then he sort of jumped up and says, there it is, there it is. To me, it was very obvious that it was car lights reflecting through the uh, edges of the curtain and hitting it up on the uh, on the wall and going. Because he couldn't see the reason for it, then it must be spiritual, paranormal. I reasoned to him and I said to him, it's because of this, because of that, because of this. He says, no, it isn't. I said, well, I'll tell you what, let us both wait here now until we see a, until we see a car. So he opened the window curtain slightly. It was in the, uh, the evening and he was always saying it happens when it's dark, which obviously the cars have the, have the headlights on. And then and. Then I said, look, there's a your car coming now. Let's sit back and let's and let's watch. And of course, true to what it is, it had the exact same uh, uh, replication that he's been seeing. So he sort of looked at me and says, is that all it is? I said, yeah. But, you know, bearing in mind, I didn't have a go at him. I didn't laugh. I just said, what do you what what do you reckon now? And he said, oh, I've been silly. I said, no, I said, you, you brought up good questions. You were it was good of you to chat to your mum and dad about it. And they and they and they took action. They wanted to help you. Um, and it just proves. And and he's a very balanced young lad to be perfectly honest you know and now he sort of looks for not looking for the obvious but he sort of looks as in what else it could be and I and I do feel you know though it's almost seems a, a sort of a black and white fairly obvious case because there are other things that has gone on and but really I, I do feel you know if you if you've got a child who you believe is sensitive um, one of the key sort of things there I would say is that the child will always be pointing to a photograph you know granddad or or dad that's passed over you know they'll always be drawn to that photograph and in their way they are trying to tell you I'm seeing that man that man I see walking around the house so it's noting little little things like that you know whereby why is the your child always going to a certain area the certain time why are they drawn there why why do they not like looking into one corner of the uh, of the uh, room? Why are they always wanting to um, giggle? And the same thing, it can be not going too much off topic, but animals can 
can act in that way as well. You know, going in and dropping their ball in the uh, in the uh, in the kitchen and waiting for it to be thrown out the way it would normally be when their person that they that has passed away would do just that. So it's noticing how your child is acting and then rationalising it and then if need be contact a medium. I mean, I'm coming to this from. Uh, from both paranormal investigator and, uh, and a medium, and um, I know with certain cases, I, I mean, I, I'd semi-argue whether a medium's the first person you bring in anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I, I mean, I mean, obviously, I, I'd, I'd look at if a child is experiencing paranormal activity uh, on a regular basis and, and it is causing issues, then I, I would definitely recommend to anybody out there but if you're based in Britain, uh, I, I would suggest that you contact uh, an organisation like ASAP. And ASAP is one of the people running since about 1979, uh, set up by Hilary Evans and the and team. And, and everybody who is an investigator for ASAP is accredited and will be aware of explanations that uh, will provide, obviously, some help and be able to, like Ian did with, uh, uh, with that child, is be able to work out what is exactly happening before you start getting into the spiritual. So, so ASAP would always be the first place that I'd, uh, I'd start, or, or possibly a paranormal investigator that you'd know and, and talk to them. I mean, I mean, that happened to me where we had a case, and this was in Sheffield, and it must be a fair few years ago now, 20 years ago, and, and, it, and basically the house had one particular room, and it was this uh, young lad's uh, room, uh, he was 12 years old and everybody went in there said it's, it's freezing cold in this room it feels like there's somebody in here at night uh he wakes up and and feels that there's somebody in the room i i walked in and, and it did feel very very strange and at the time we got a local medium to come by and it was all sort of nondescript it was i, I think there's a sailor in here <laughs> i don't know why a sailor yeah. was there but um we did the historical research and it was just basically a victorian uh, mid terrace uh, couldn't really find anything interesting about it there was you know families came and uh, came and went uh, as normal we investigated everything uh, as best we can and it was always in this lad's room and nowhere else and we couldn't work out why it was that so we thought the best thing we'll do is start branching out so we'll start knocking on next door neighbors doors and asking if they've had any experiences so we were knocking on people's door we first we went to the left we talked to them and they said well yeah the previous family had some sort of uh, activity in that room as well and we thought well this is interesting it's mm. very strange and yeah and then we went to talk to, uh, we decided to talk, go to the right-hand house. Now, the right-hand house, it looked ruinous, to be honest. The outside was fair, it looked okay, but the windows had uh, netting up, which was very, very old. There were flies dead in the window, and <laughs> it, looked yeah. like a, yeah. it looked like a haunted house. Sort of <laughs> and I said to the lady, I said, um, she was a single mother, and obviously she was very upset that a child was experiencing these things. And I said, do you, do you ever see anybody go next door? She said, I don't think anybody lives there, but people in uniform keep going there. I said, people in uniform? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's... Uh, I, 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 they keep going there, and, and sometimes they'll be banging and that sort of thing. I, we did further research, and we found out that actually what was in that house was an electric generator. Uh-huh, um, right. And... And basically what had happened is years and years ago, they decided to install, they, they, they literally ran out of space where they could put this, um, I don't know what they're called. I mean, do, do you know, like you get on the odd street, you might get 
kind of a box um, yeah. it's got yeah. a generator in there mm-hmm. and one of those stuff, yeah it's stuff. like a transformer i think it's for extending the i think it's for extending the electricity yeah one of those was in the house it was in the in the front living room you could say well what about uh, electromagnetic pollution now interestingly there was nothing in the living room both sides because we we were able to get access to the other side as well and we were talking to them they didn't have any experiences but similar they had experiences upstairs on the room that faced the house yeah and it was quite obvious what was happening is around uh, on ground floor where the transformer was it, it was protected mm-hmm. but it wasn't protected above and there was some very low electromagnetic pollution that was causing these feelings. And oh, wow. the, uh, we had EMF meters and the, they were they were off the scale if you went very close, but step away and they were fine. And what was happening is on both sides is people were sleeping next to that wall. And obviously during their dreams or during their, uh, their uh, waking state, they were getting affected by the electromagnetic waves. And and then if you look at some of the studies that are done by the Cole Institute in Edinburgh, yeah. by bombarding the brain or influencing the brain with electromagnetic waves can give you the feeling that there are people in, in the room, um, that there's uh, a cold draft, even though there's no cold draft. And it can feel that there's almost somebody behind you as well. And yeah. all of these things were reported from both sides of, of this house. And so it, it turned out it was a very sort of earthy uh, explanation. But again, it did make me question whether a medium was the right person to send it yeah. the first time. Yeah. Because yeah, of course, we, we would have just believed that it was a sailor. Uh, and basically, there was some weird sailor. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but like I say, uh, why you get a sailor in the middle of Sheffield? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, as I say, I, th- I think for me is certainly... Uh, with anybody that they should start off by uh, maybe getting an investigator in. But I think also as well is, as Ian was saying, is look at the signs and symbology. And and I think like what you were saying about, I mean, there's so many stories of children looking in a particular corner, looking at a particular yeah. area yeah. constantly and, and, and looking there. And having two young boys, both of those had experiences, even though we didn't tell them that, well, do you know, that where yeah. they, that I'm i'm a medium or we were running a ghost hunting company we ne- always kept that away from our children both of those had experiences uh one of which was uh, a floating hand waving yes yeah i remember you talking to me about it i was very in very intrigued as to what it was you know yeah my little my youngest lad he was only three at the time and he saw and shouted who's the hand waving and it was waving at the window and uh, how we acted with the children is we just said well you've seen something and that was it we just let it go we kind of we didn't make a big thing about it and we just kind of let it go and just let them deal with it and they weren't scared or anything but they'd seen something strange what we did is just let them live it normally rather than start panicking, start being scared, start thinking, well, do you know, is yeah. he, do you know, is, is, yeah. is, there, is there some possession here or anything? And I think the normalcy helped. I think just being, having a sense of normalcy and, and, and just letting them get on being a child helped rather than saying, oh my God, it must, it, it must be haunted or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, definitely on that point of um, view, what's your thoughts to um, invisible 
playmates, you know, that type of thing. Do you reckon that could be, say, spirit? Do you reckon it could be a paranormal thing as well? I think we a lot of people always say about uh, children being more sensitive than adults, and and I, and I do agree to a certain extent. I, I think everybody has different levels of uh, of mediumship, and, and same with you, you know. You, I, yeah. Like like dogs, everybody says, oh, all dogs are psychic or all cats are psychic, and they're not. Do you know? No. It's, I mean, I mean, from your experience, um, I think would you say Millie was more of psychic? Um, I would, Sophie? I would say, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, Sophie was. It's a case of you know, it's my house, sod off. I'm the, uh, I'm the boss, and didn't care. She had a very good attitude. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Millie will be sort of what the hell is it? Because she's, she's. Uh, an indoor cat so it's her territory literally you know yeah so um whereas sophie was more of the front garden you know building sandbags and bomb known bombs and traps <laughs> you know whereas uh, um, yeah. millie wants to know what is is it a threat so she reacts naturally and it's i've tried to film it a couple of times you know on video obviously but it's just nice to see her reacting so um uh i uh, i looked after another cat for about four about four or five months and there was nothing no no oh, sorry once there was one one reaction once but that was it millie it's weekly you know yeah. um yeah. and she's and she's been with me now for for five months so i thought she would have got used to the rumblings of the house you know settling down the heating on the next door neighbors you know when they walk when they walk heavily up their stairs you know that type of thing but um yeah millie millie definitely call it reacts but yeah, I think children. I think children are the same. I think it's exactly the same. And and some children are not uh, very observable about their surroundings, and yeah. some are. And and that's probably due to maybe possibly anxiety or possibly just yes. ge- general awareness. And I think the, I think a lot of the children who are more general aware of their surroundings probably spot the uh, changes in the environment or the, yeah. the the subtleties of life with children. Uh, some children are very m- more sensitive for various reasons and some some are less sensitive. I, I think what we wanted to say today and our point today was really that y- you've got it's got to be obviously handled sensitively and also it's got to be handled uh, very methodically with, with like yourself. You know, you didn't walk into his yeah. room straight away, try to sense or feel anything. You, you was there trying to work out what he was seeing, what he was sensing and then try to give him an explanation that would put him at ease. And that is really the right way to do it. Uh, well, it is, is. Um, he, you know, because I reasoned with him and he sort of thought, oh, yes, it is. So therefore, the problem is really happy since. And it's just ruling it out, isn't it? I'm certainly not saying, obviously, I'm a medium. Uh, we're both mediums and, and, mm. I, and I'm a medium. And uh, I yeah. certainly wouldn't say mediums don't have a place in, in this kind of investigation. I, I, I always remember investigating uh, a lovely couple uh, who had two children, just a very settled house, a loving, supporting atmosphere. Uh, no sort of uh, no sort of uh, uh, apparent issues. The husband and wife both said that they were very happy. Uh, you know, there was no issues at all, but yet they were having paranormal activity and it was always centered on the husband. And one day uh, there were six friends around and they were all sat in the living room having a laugh. And he was sat on the corner of uh, the chair and suddenly there was a loud slap and he was literally that his name. I'll call him Bob. And he was sat on the corner and he was slapped on the face and he fell flat on the floor and uh, he was laughing at his wife. 
uh, because she'd made a joke and and everybody yeah. laughed at, was laughing with her and he was laughing and he was slapped on the face. It hit him so hard he fell on the floor. He, he really hurt himself. And whenever it was almost like how a dog is protective of yeah. uh, of its owner. And whenever Bob did something or what jokey or um, or you know was messing around or anything like that, something would happen. Something would be thrown at him. A glass would be thrown at him and. We were there and he was demonstrating to us how he was moving um, his wife's uh, wardrobe. And as he moved the wardrobe to show us, the door flung open and hit him in the face. <laughs> and and I, and I said, let me try and recreate it. And I could not do it. Yeah, yeah. the doors were moving slightly, but there was no physical force and it, it was hitting it. And, and, that, and we did. Well, we did a circle and we also had a, a medium come through, uh, come with us. And it came apparent that now this is interesting. And I'd love your thoughts on this because I know you're not necessarily a big fan of this. But what the medium said was um, that the wife, Bob, had bought this ring and did not. And, and nobody talked about the ring. No, nothing. But the medium said, I can see this ring. And she said, I can see it's opal. And this ring belongs to the spirit that's here and this and the spirit her is it has has basically followed her ring because it was one of her treasured possessions yeah and she is staying with jan uh bob's wife because she feels that there's um a connection and she wanted to stay with jan and, and stay with the family as such and she because she was abused herself by her husband she mistook uh, Bob's behaviour as being some sort of violence or abusive yeah, or anything, yeah. when he actually wasn't. He definitely wasn't. And the spirit said, I'm connected to this ring. Now, they completely forgot about this ring. It was bought at, at some sort of antique fair. The medium described it. Uh, Jan went upstairs, got a jewellery box out, and there it was, exactly as the medium described. And there was the ring. It was an opal ring. It was had an insignia on there, and it had a slight fleck in it as well. Uh, so the medium was, you know, absolutely bang on about that. So do, what do you think about the spirit hanging around with Jan because her favourite ring was there? And whilst I understand the processes of psychometry where the energy of a person permeates into the fabric of that ring, you know, where there's and that is whereby mediums, you know, psychics can sort of give a good reading about a person's personality, for instance. But um, yeah. being sort of following around because there's a ring seems to be tenuous, you know, um, uh, obviously, uh there must be for things to be happening this happening this way has to be that woman's you know the spirit of that woman's choice you know but i don't feel it's a case of if you give the ring away she would then go and follow that ring and follow it oh, around no no you know? i don't no yeah. i i don't th I, I think it was literally that it was almost like the spirit wanted i think the spirit was almost like it was um because obviously I can't go into too much detail because there was other of things course. about but it was almost my feeling was that the spirit needed i mean a sort of a closure in a way yeah, and yeah. she and she needed to see that this is and she was mistaken and and bob never experienced any violence again i mean mm. they still had paranormal activity where um a, a, a similar situation like like yourself where um they they got all the christmas table ready and then said right uh come on boys and they came down uh, the boy uh, their children came downstairs and they were opening christmas presents they went back into the kitchen 
and all the te- all the chairs have been moved. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they'd all yeah. been moved, and the place, uh, all the places. But now they didn't have any dogs or anything. There was nothing yeah. that could have done it. And they were all sat in the room, didn't hear a single thing. Went back in, oh. and the chairs had been moved, and the place mats had been moved. And it was almost like this should have been another place mat for the yeah. for the spirit uh, for the yeah. spirit for the lady. So no, I don't think she was um, traveling around with the ring. No, I, 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 and I if anybody's listening and thought that, no, what I was saying is, is that she, it, there was definitely maybe the spirit connected, uh, or felt some sort of affinity yeah, yeah. with the wife, and I think it was I think some. That's more like it. Yeah, and it, and basically the ring was some, you know, just was literally I don't know, a connector of some sort, but. Yeah. Um, and who knows that there may be have been some sort of distant relationship there. Um, well, that's it. Yeah, that's 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 only only sort of plausible thing I can sort of come up. You know that in a reasoning sense, not not plausible to say was was the wrong word. Um, when you look at it reasonably, you know, then the your chances are there would be, you know, um, because uh, like I say, you know, it just be, you know, there's it could it be circumstantial, could it be that the uh, the ring not literally getting up and walking, but found its way to the right person. Yeah, yeah. Again, you, you don't know how spirit works, and and again, it might be one of them things where Jan bought that ring, you know, with a slight influence with spirit. Who yes, knows? yes, uh, yeah, definitely. It's a weird world we live in, Ian. It's it is, but it's beautiful, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah, people often say to me, aren't you uh, scared? And I said, well, no, I'd be scared if I wasn't able to do it anymore. You know, if I wasn't able to sense or be aware of spirit, then I'd be a little bit, what the hell's happening? But uh, I think it's beautiful, you know, and true to our sort of, uh, teachings the way we want you know uh, we you know in in wanting to make the world beautiful for everybody it's given everybody up op- everybody the opportunity of being able to uh, in some facet communicate with their loved ones absolutely absolutely it's a really good chat it was yeah, thank uh, you. enjoyed today uh, what, what you're up to for this next week um I, i've got a lot of artwork coming in i've got some orders so i'm going to keep up with that um doing my uh, normal phone readings uh and really uh looking after the cat and treating her in the way that she's uh expecting you know oh yeah also as well is i don't think we've mentioned this but we've also started uh, spirit consultations mm-hmm. we have and we, we launched this last week spiritual consultation isn't a reading or anything like that it's a a now a consultation with with myself or ian and during that consultation we discuss your spiritual journey we reconnect you with your spirit uh, spirit guides Uh, we literally it's hard to explain exactly what it is because it's far more than reading and yes there might be people uh loved ones who come through there might be readings but it's all about your spiritual journey so if you're struggling to uh, connect with spirit um, if you're struggling to uh, understand things that are happening around you and you want more guidance then myself and Ian do an hour's consultation and uh, we also give uh, 20% of that fee as well to charity which we'll be saving up all through the year and then we'll be making donations maybe to mm-hmm. one or two uh, charities because um, that, that's something as well is, is we're keen to give uh, something back physically as well yeah to, definitely uh, uh, definitely to, to charity and um uh, ian's done uh, a few of those over this last week uh, it's mm-hmm. been a fantastic experience hasn't it it has it's uh, lovely and uh, um spirit obviously know what it is that that person needs you know for instance they 
they uh, they uh, sort of mentioned to me why each of the people had got into mediumship, what was their driving force, a bit of the personality, what's been happening, why they've changed things, you know. Uh, so it, it is, and these people think, well, how do you uh, how do you know that? I said, well, your guides are telling me. I talk to them about their about their guides, not not telling them everything, you know. Your guide is he wears this, she wears that. But, you know, given in the reasoning uh, why that particular guide is talking to you and what facet they bring, and it's normally linked to what they have anyway. So it sort of reassures them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it reaffirms, it gives reassurance uh, that they're on the right path and that their, that their choices, though largely theirs, have been very much spirit driven. It's, it's, uh, it's great. And uh, we're, we're currently developing a uh, spirit men- mentoring s- sessions as well for yeah. people who want one to one or very in-depth um, uh, uh, mediumship and psychic ability uh, lessons or mentoring as, yeah. you, as you journey yeah. along as well. So so it's all exciting times. And uh, that was a really good chat. We'll have to start. Th- you'll have to come up with some more topics in that we talk well, about. Yeah, the next I mean, one. Yeah. Well, we can we can put it out there to the lovely risk, the lovely listeners there. And we do appreciate your we do appreciate your feedback, folks. We really do. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you have any topics that we've talked about, for instance, or you want, you know, as in if it's opened any ideas for you, if there's something you would like to talk about, you know, that uh, that we can sort of put over uh, in certainly a non uh, non judgmental way. Um, get in get in touch either through the podcast through the through the facebook pages through the website um if you have done the done the your course through uh, the the private essential two group please please do give us give us give us those questions those topics and we'll talk about them definitely absolutely absolutely well thank you everybody for listening thank you for yeah. your support if you, you can if you can please everybody uh leave us a review um on itunes or wherever you're listening whoever is your podcast distributor please leave us a review it really does help us and please give us some feedback and uh, thank you very much everybody and yep, thank uh, you and we'll be back very very soon okay bye bye <laughs> <laughs>